0: Hey there, this is Amanda from She Owns and you're listening to the She Owns podcast, the show that helps you own your past, your present, and your future for people who want to live their lives in a more intentional way. Today we're talking about self-worth with Karina Blackheart, the crone herself, an advocate for all of us to live in our big crone energy. Thank you so much for joining me. If you want to talk a little bit about what you do, it's amazing. And I just, I literally just ordered something from your website 10 minutes ago. So (laughs) first tell me what, tell me what you do (laughs) and then we'll, we'll get into the chat about self-worth.
1: So my name's Karina Blackheart. Uh, My business name is The Crone Herself. Um, So what I do is work with women. Uh, across age, just because Crone is in the title, I want to be really clear that um, this work is not just for women of age. Um, in fact, what I'm trying to do is to help women who are younger uh, recognize and embody some of the energies, concepts, attitudes <laughs> that come with age. Right? I'm hoping that people in their 20s, 30s, 40s don't have to wait, right, until uh, menopause and the hormonal changes and the sort of long initiatory process of becoming uh, post-menopausal causes some changes in our personalities. um, And those changes are about self worth they're about how we manage our time what we allow in our energy field yeah. um boundaries right yeah. um and in a, a sort of an attitude of like i can do what i want right i can choose what's best for me right and I think that there's something about my age, right? Um, and just life experience, right, that lands you in this place. But there's something that I call big crone energy.
0: Which um, I love so much.
1: <laughs> well, it's a play on big energy. Of course, right? <laughs> yeah. No, and
0: it's perfect. Like yeah. it's brilliant.
1: It's so much fun. Um And I just, you know, I want people to understand that that energy is available to all of us all the time, right? It's just big energy. It's just stepping into who you are. And that doesn't mean you have to be a big extrovert, right? It means that you have to own your power, right? That you have to value yourself first, if I always tell people, if your well is empty, if your cup is empty, then whatever we're trying to pour into other people, whatever accommodations we're making for other people, um, they're not our best, right? If we want to give our best, if we want to share our best energy, we have to be in it, right? We have to be full. So there's something really beautiful and um, surprising, right? About being a woman who's, I'm 58. I'll be 59 in a couple months. I'm in my second Saturn return. Like people don't even know that that's a thing, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So second Saturn return, things are in flux. Um, I'm not scared this time. I'm like, oh, an adventure, right? I wonder, I wonder who I'll be on the other side of this. Um, and when I started the crone herself, I thought that I had already, I didn't check the astrology. I just assumed because of how I was feeling that I must have already come out the other side of that. Cause I feel very different than I did at even 55. Um, so I'm a a long-time priestess. Um, I have been teaching a very closed, private system of magic for many, many, many years. Um, And I just wanted to move my work to a more public sphere. I thought... 30 years of teaching magic and helping people transform their lives using these principles should not be a secret, especially where we yeah. are as a culture now. Right. So I'm not teaching people that tradition, but certainly tools, practices, and a worldview, maybe that comes out of that tradition that really says that when we're healthy, we make everything else around us healthy, right? Um, There's a metaphor of uh, a clear sounding bell, right? If you set up a bunch of like uh, metal singing bowls, right? And one is a little off key, like sometimes they get a little warped, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you ring that and you can hear like, oh, that's, Mm, that's a little irritating right and then you play one next to it that's clear it brings the warped one's resonance into clarity that's
0: cool
1: so the clear sounding bell creates resonance even where there is dissonance around us Um, so the goal here is to be in our power in our self-worth in our own alignment uh, and making choices that are healthy, right. For us. Mm -hmm. And that that resonance changes our environment and it changes the people we come in contact with. It changes culture. Right. Yeah. So there's really three strands to my work. One is personal development, right. Do your personal work one is spiritual evolution right that doesn't bypass and the third is understanding that when we shift we everything around us shifts and that can that can feel scary right yeah
0: definitely absolutely yeah. i yeah. love what you're doing in the world and that what you just said reminds me so much of you know i raised my children to be very sure of themselves be very self assured you know, know what they're, they're worth and value themselves, but didn't always practice that for myself and didn't realize it until my oldest son was about 12 or 13. And he was like, I'm trying to figure out who I am and I can't do it because you aren't being fully you. So if you could just show up as you, then maybe I can figure out who I am. And I'm just like, oh shoot. Like, how are you so insightful that you can see that? And because it was fully accurate, but it really altered the way that I decided to show up after that, because I was like, you're right. I'm not, I'm, you know, like watering myself down to make everybody else around me comfortable. And it's not serving me. And it's definitely not helping my kids be who the, who they need to be. So that the sound bowl thing, you know, just like I was a little off and (laughs) needed somebody to. When we're
1: watering ourselves down, we're also not helping the people around us that we think exactly. that we're trying to help. Yep. Right. Exactly. As people who are teachers, leaders, guides, healers, if we are suppressing we are we can't be fully present. And yeah. There's something in us that's dissonant, right? Yeah, and so exactly. people on a gut level, on an instinctual intuitive level, can't trust us a hundred percent because they know we are not being a hundred percent honest with ourselves or them. Absolutely. It's immense. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: And yeah. you know, after, so you, you mentioned that you're in your Saturn return and I just got out of my reverse nodal return, Okay, which was a nightmare. It was like, i I'm, do you know, Teresa Reed, the tarot lady? I don't. You should know her. She is a wonderful human being. And she noted that it was, you know, I was entering that. And she's like, I need to warn you, this is not going to be a good year for you. It is going to be rough. And like, it'll be an adventure basically, but just like be ready for what's Mm -hmm. coming. And it was so much worse than she could have ever (laughs) warned me about, but I'm on the other side of it. And I feel like, you know, life is, I'm okay. Like life, life is fine now but it was an intense time that really made me realize like where i'm not showing up really well and it was also during that year that i read um women who run
1: with the wolves right and oh i um, love <laughs> i love her yeah
0: well i had tried to read it so many times and it just i just couldn't get through it and mm-hmm. i feel like it's the kind of book that you have to be at a certain spot in your life before It makes sense to you, but it, your website feels so much like Baba Yaga or the Kaliak or whatever, but Mm -hmm. like, that's exactly the energy you're putting out there. And it is so needed and so necessary because there are so many of us who are just lost and have no idea how to find ourselves again. And So the work you're doing is so wonderful and so necessary and actually ties back into the podcast interview I just did earlier this morning, where you're talking about motherhood and how, you know, we have no idea what we're doing. None of us know what we're doing. And (laughs) an older woman gave my other guest a piece of advice of, you know, just letting your child lead. And I was like, why aren't there more? (laughs) Why aren't there people like you telling us where, you know, we just chill out. It's going to be okay. And just like helping us through all of these things. So I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so glad that you're in the world doing the work that you're doing because it is really necessary. And I am in in my very beginnings of the menopausal stages. So I, I have no idea (sighs) what I'm doing or what's going on
1: in my life right now. This is the thing, right? Like women are walking around going, I have no idea. I I have no idea what's happening to me. I'm doing the things that I was told that I'm supposed to do. Right. I have kids, I have a partner or I'm, or I left my partner or I I don't, I don't have any of that. And I'm working at my job. My body is changing. I have no idea. And we walk around, I think from the time we're like nine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Saying, I I don't know what's happening. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And The culture is more than happy to tell us um, who we are, who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to feel, how we're supposed to show up. I call it the good girl manual, right? Um, I'm I'm going to writing a book on the good girl manual, Um, but the all of the messaging is is to requires us to comply, right? You're right. supposed to look like this. You're supposed to behave like this. These are the things that you're supposed to want in life. And we know nothing about when we, when we head into puberty, you know, we, we might know something about it, right? Um Hopefully we're raising our daughters differently now so that they know a lot about it. Right. Um When I was 11 or so, one of my elder sisters just like 20 years older than me had a copy of um a book called um our bodies ourselves it was a radical feminist book uh, teaching women of who were much older than 11 right um about their bodies and what their bodies looked like and what their bodies smelled like and how to take care of their some their selves and what menopause was going to be like and i just I poured over this book. I studied this book, and my mom, who was two generations older than me, right, found this book under my bed and <laughs> lost it. Right, like I think she called it pornography, right, because there were pictures of naked women in it, right. But it wasn't yeah. sexualized. It was just right. women's bodies. Um, she was, this, you know, just beside herself that I had been looking at this pornographic book, but what it did was gave me a real sense of like my body is okay. Um, and to, to treat it respectfully, to treat it lovingly menopause is a whole other. Um, so I think puberty is, is an initiation, right? It's an initiatory process that is hormonal, physical, cultural, uh, and, and we uh, we come out of puberty, right, into adulthood, um, sort of being like, oh, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what my body's going to do. This is how I feel now. This is who I am now. Takes until we're about 27, 28, 29. Um, they say now that our brains aren't finished developing until, guess what, when we hit our Saturn return. So much later Men. than we think, right? So <laughs> yeah. much later than we think. Um, and I'm so glad, you know, I have a 27-year-old um non-binary uh person who has uh who menstruates and they love that they can that they know my brain is still developing. It's okay that I don't know exactly who i am or what i'm supposed to be doing or where i'm supposed to be and i'm not locked haven't locked myself into something yet right yeah. um and i think in these times locking ourselves in is a detriment yeah <laughs> because because we're in such a collectively in such a crazy transitional crisis ridden time i won't go off on that tangent i'm sort of putting that box over <laughs> over here but i want to recognize that we're all in in this time of great change of great turning when we come to menopause we we also don't know what the hell is happening right We ask our friends. They tell us what they're experiencing. We go to the doctor. You know, I remember going to the doctor at like 41 and being like, I think I'm hemorrhaging, right? Um, I'm having hot flashes, blah, blah, blah. And he looked at me and he said, you're too young. (laughs) What? (laughs) You're, You're too young to be in menopause. And I said, but. I'm having menopausal symptoms, you know? And so he checked my thyroid, right? I went back the next year and I said, you know, my symptoms from last year have not decreased. I am in menopause. And he said, no, you're, you're just too young. And I said, would you please check my hormone levels? And we got the levels back. And he said, well, you're right on the edge. Like If you miss a period for a year, then you're officially in menopause. And I said, well, it's been 11 months, right? (laughs) My 12-year-old had her first period the next month, and I had my last one with her. It was like all of her her hormones triggered mine. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I can't. I, I'm not a doctor right um and every woman is gonna go through this thing differently every our our bodies are different our expectations are different this happens to people at different times I know women my age who have not started menopause yet I finished it like by the time I was 51 yeah I still have an occasional hot flash but my mood. <laughs> And my hormones have evened out. So menopause is also an initiatory process, right? So we go through this adolescent shift. And then we have these years where we're fertile, right? If we choose to have children or not. Um, In you know, magical, pagan, earth-centered spaces, we say, well, maiden, mother, and crone, right? So the initiation to motherhood is your pregnancy and then the whole time you have kids, right? My kids are 27 and 23. They are still teaching me. I'm still learning from them. They are my most exacting teachers, right? Like your kid Lately. was when, when <laughs> they called you out on not being your full hundred percent authentic self, right?
0: Yeah,
1: um, they point stuff out to us that is shocking, right? yeah what they know this generation, these generations that are younger just blow me away uh, mm-hmm. what they know. And then comes menopause, and we don't again, we don't think about it as a as initiatory right? Like this is a long process. What's happening is there are physical changes, there are hormonal changes, there are energetic changes, and there are personality changes, right? And we come out the other side of it um, different than we went in, just like that time when we were adolescents and teenagers. And there's some mirroring there, Right yeah. of um, you know, when I think of my teenagers, you know, there's this rebellious streak, there's this I'm not gonna listen to you, I'm not gonna do whatever I want. I'm gonna wear whatever I want blah 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 blah. blah. Um, and they're just struggling to be like, who am I in this time yeah. where they have no idea and won't for a while. something happens during menopause. I'm gonna swear just once. Um, free. So, okay. So much as you want. um, (laughs) So there's this time that women start, you start hearing women say like sometime in their forties, fuck it. Just fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. And fuck you and fuck that. And, and then, and they're really angry. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I feel that like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> PMS on steroids that doesn't stop, right? Yeah. And then there's a shift, and they start saying, you know what? I have no more fucks to give.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not one. My last fuck is buried in the field. I I'm all done. I have I have no more. And there's still a very, there's an edge to it, right? Like I am all done giving. Uh And then we just stop talking about it. We just don't care anymore about nonsense, about drama, about people who don't respect us, systems that don't respect us, right? Workplaces that don't respect us. Something happens within us where we access this deep well of self-worth and self-respect. And while we're growing into that, there is this, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And it's a lot like teenagehood. It really right? is.
0: Yeah. It really, really speaking <laughs> from the middle of it, it really is. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and you're like, who am I? What am I? Why am I so angry? You know? Um. And why am I sweating? <laughs> <Why>? Yes. <laughs> yes. The sweating. The hot flashes are something. Um, What I want, I just want to talk about these things so that people don't think that you're going crazy or that menopause is making you crazy. Like these are parts of it. The mood, the mood swing that doesn't even swing. You're just angry for a while. Right. Um, you know, when men go through their midlife crisis, what they get a younger woman or they get a Corvette or something. And women just are like, I will kill you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So crone, these, these stages of our life, this child, maiden, mother, crone, we tend to think of them as a uh, really distinct separate phases mm-hmm. right i'm s- still a child yeah. right yeah there's a part of me <laughs> that is more playful than i've than i have been since i'm a child because i'm free of all of that whatever it is that we expect of mothers, right? That age, right? And how we're supposed to behave and what we're supposed to want and how we're supposed to be there for others. The crone is also in the child, right? The child will look at you and and tell you what's true, right? Yeah. With no hesitation, with no self-consciousness, with no concern for how you're going to receive that right they're yeah. just like they just tell you the truth um so the the crone and the child are mirrors of each other right we just talked about how the the mirror between sort of teenagehood right adolescence pubescence and menopause are mirrors for each other but that mirror comes out to the to the farther edges and the older we get, the more childlike we get. Um, And the child is also wise, honest, right. And unselfconscious. Um, I love the, the fashionista women, right. It's not my thing. It's not what I want to do. Um, I just don't have, I don't have the patience. (laughs) Same to, to get all dressed and like today I like put on makeup because I thought we were going to be on um, on a video and uh, I never wear makeup you know I'm just like comfortable um, and comfortable in my own skin right but I love the the fashionistas because what they're doing is being really playful right yeah yeah With the bright bright colors and the giant hats and the the crazy patterns, right? And it's just, it's the same as if you let a toddler pick out their clothes.
0: Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> I want to so wear it. And this, in this, I want to wear all the things in all the patterns and all of the colors. Um, And so there's that mirror again. Yeah. Um. I wanted Thinking to of- talk about, go ahead. Speaking of the whole, f- just the
0: fashion week thing, did you see the thing with Pamela Anderson where she showed up in Paris at fashion week with no makeup on and no anything?
1: Yeah. And then Jamie Lee Curtis came out yeah, and said, you know, this is the new trend. And I was like, this because- is the trend we've all been doing, but,
0: but I was just so proud of her because I think that's the first time that I've ever felt like Pamela Anderson was just a normal person and just, you know, showing up like they're all of us and am. just not worrying anymore and literally giving no fucks about what anybody thought or said. And I loved yep. it so much. So sorry to interrupt you, but <laughs> go on. No. with your thought.
1: no, that, you know, that I'm, I'm beautiful whether I'm wearing eight pounds of makeup or naked face. Yeah. Right. Um, so the the makeup is a is a thing, right? Um it's never been my thing. Yeah. Um but for someone who we, we have only ever seen in full face theatrical makeup, mm-hmm. right? To come out naked faced, right? Um is newsworthy, right? Yeah. And yeah. Everywhere I go, I see women with naked faces, right? Yeah. And and I don't look twice. I don't think twice about it. I, yeah. where I live, I look and think twice when I see someone in full mm-hmm. face makeup. It's unusual um, yeah. where I live. I know if I go to other places in the country, it's not unusual, right? I'm same I for me. <laughs> yeah.
0: Same for the same for where I live. So yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt your thought, and but I oh, just no. wanted to mention that.
1: Now, I was I was sort of like what are what are we doing um, <laughs> <laughs> Where did I go because um, I, I come with like you know an index card uh, of notes um So as the Crone herself, what I'm doing is offering you know there are lots of points of entry to working with me or engaging with what I do. Um, I do a podcast, um, supposedly every three weeks, although I, (laughs) I missed, I missed the last one. Um, so there's a podcast. I have a blog. I'm on Substack. I'm on Medium. I am on social media, on Facebook, mostly a lot. I am not yet doing a lot of video just because it's a, it's a learning curve.
0: Oh, I think TikTok
1: needs you. That's what I, that's what I keep hearing, (laughs) but I am, uh, I'm inundated with what's on my plate right now. And, and, uh, believe me, everybody I know is like, you have got to do reels. You've got to be on TikTok, You've got to be on Insta. And I'm like, I'm just writing right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm just writing right now. Excuse me for one second. I'm going to, I have a Can you hear me? Okay. Now I can't hear you. What did I do? Oh, there we are. Here we are. Okay. Oof. Sorry about that. Um, no worries. So those are sort of ways where you can find me, right? Mm-hmm. Um as the Crone Herself. My website is the Uh the podcast is Big Crone, the Big Crone Energy Podcast. Uh, you can find it everywhere but if you just are trying to find it fast you can just go to my website and find it. Um, the next level of and you know and get on my email list of course of course of course and that way you don't miss any of these things that I'm I'm doing. I have a, a monthly membership and in that membership we are meeting once a month just for chat cuts called circle chat and then we meet for, rituals of release during the dark moon uh, waning phase of the moon and then we do a meeting for rituals of increase as the moon is waxing toward full and then other membership benefits have things like you know discounts for my shop that's on my website or um, sometimes I get like the crones that i work with like the archetypes ancestors old mm-hmm. goddesses um they just come in and they're like say this to the people <laughs> and so i just open my mouth um and that gets recorded and that's uh, available to to folks in in the membership the membership is called the conspiracy of crones
0: i love it so much
1: um <laughs> and to conspire means to breathe together Right. We think conspiracy and we think, you know, creepy.
0: um, It has gotten a bad rap recently. World
1: domination. (laughs) Right. Um, But to conspire, really, you know, if you look at the etymology of the word, it means to breathe together. Um, And so we're conspiring there for our own well-being and for solidarity with other people who are doing this deep work. And uh, understanding that the work that we do on ourselves and together changes culture, right? Uh, Elevates culture. Um, The next course that I have coming up is it's a big one, it's a big deal. It starts in November and goes till July. Um, We meet for five weeks at a time, and then we take five weeks off to integrate, to rest, and to prepare for the next part. It's called provocations. Um, I name it that because once upon a time someone called me not nicely, <laughs> not as a compliment, a provocateur. And I thought, I love that. I I I I love that. That's a really apt description of how I operate. I sort of poke at the places that we that we miss, right? I like. I sort of, you know. Find the piece that's a little off and highlight that, right? Mm. And say, hmm, have we thought about how we're using this language? Have we thought about how we're not talking about menopause? <laughs> have we thought about how old older women have a lifetime of wisdom, knowledge, experience, and we're utterly invisible? and silenced, right? Yeah. Um. So provocations is an opportunity for us all to become provocative, right? Um. It begins with invoke, where we call upon the ancient goddesses, our ancestral grandmothers, like the ones we know, but the ones that we'll never, never know, right? Yeah. And we work also work with those archetypal crones, the uh, Baba Yaga, right? The 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 evil stepmother, right? The bad witch in the woods who's going to put children in the oven, right? <laughs> right? Like what's going on with those stories? How do we go from uh, revering the feminine, right, and the wise aged feminine to these green skinned, warty nosed, hunched over, evil um, old women, right? As as the stereotype. Um, so a little history lesson, a little magic of calling them in to guide us and to guard us and protect us and bless us and heal us, and then we go on to evoke, which is to call forth these qualities and quantities from within us and start to learn to walk with them in ways that are healthy and nourishing um, and elevating. Then is provoke, right? When we make these changes, we're going to get a little provocative. People around us might be responding (laughs) (laughs) like, what's going on with you, right? And learning how to, uh, there's there's a a kind of witch who calls themselves a hedge witch, right? And I, I'm not going to go all into it, but there's something there about riding the hedge or riding that the ridge or the edges of things. And so in Provoke, we're really looking at how do I hold my power my value, my self-worth, my wisdom, my, you know, the heart of my heart, the soul of my soul and be in relationship with other human beings, right? Um, It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a knife's edge, right? Right. Um, So learning to walk that with some kind of um, dignity and integrity and grace Right, both for ourselves and for other people who might not be quite quite ready for us when we start um, exuding our own big crone energy. Yeah. Then we go on to initiate, uh, which actually has a ceremony. And then we go on to a place um, after that called integrate, um, which um, is really, really important to take these, Uh, to understand that when we go through a huge growth process, like this program will evoke in you, that we need support, right? We need to be near other people who have been through that process. Hopefully um, within the container, within the circle that we make for this work, that um, everyone involved learns to respect one another, right? I'm not gonna say, oh, we're gonna love each other. We're creating a sisterhood, we're blah, 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 blah. Ugh, we, I, we don't know that that's gonna happen. Some right. of us, thought that language is really off-putting, right? Yeah. What I'm looking for is a sense of solidarity, right? Of like, there are other people out there who have done this work. I can lean into that container when i want to i can be present for others who need be, be, to be upheld when i'm available right um so that period of integration is just an understanding that we're not in this alone and that we're we still might be a little wobbly right we still might we still might have our days where we give over our power or we let somebody talk to us in a tone that is not acceptable right yeah Um, so that's, what's happening for me right now. That's that program begins in November. Uh, I think we go November to like mid December and then we take a break. We come back in the end of January. So we're on five weeks off five weeks because I want to honor people's rhythms. I want to honor that. We don't just, um, we don't overfill the cup right? We don't stuff, just stuff so much stuff in you so quickly that you're inundated with information and you have no time to practice it, to rest with it, to sit with it, to question it. Um, So over many years of train of teaching these kinds of really transformational processes, the break time, every bit as important as the in the container time. Yeah.
0: Right. That makes sense. I love it. That's such a, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant program. Really, Thank you. Yeah. Love that. And I will <laughs> say that, you know, like intu- not intuitively, but like my gut reaction to the idea of being a crone is like, ugh, I don't want to be that, but it's the most liberating time of being alive is really, you know, when you have that big crone energy, you are just I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. And I don't care what anybody else thinks about it. And I love that so much. It's so empowering. And I was just thinking, like, as you were talking there at the beginning about, you know, fairy tales and warts and all of those things that that we're told that crones are like, is I wonder, like, how much of that is just whoever wrote the stories and I won't say what gender they are, but I think they are not crones. and, right. but really they know and understand the power that women in that stage have. And the only way to diminish it is by making it seem undesirable. And like, that's not, you don't want people to think of you like that, but, but that's not true <laughs> at all. It's <laughs> the right. complete opposite of right. that, and what so it actually we, is. We
1: look at the stories about women goddesses um princesses queens you know victims um that are in these cult the the cultural inheritance that we get some and we start to get indoctrinated into these stories when we're very 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 young right like look at disney right like look at they all have um the evil queen right The, Mm -hmm. the baddies right um I was talking with a friend of mine who's a few years older than me, just a, f- a couple years older than me. And I was yeah, so excited because I this whole idea sort of came to me, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, what am I doing? All I can be is myself. Right. Right. I have all of this time as a priestess, as a teacher, as a healer, as a culture changer, as a writer. And I thought, I just want to, I want to not compartmentalize any part of me and be like, this is the thing that I do, right? The crone herself allows me to be like, today I'm off on a political tangent. Tomorrow I'm talking about your spiritual nature, right? The next yes. day I'm asking, I'm telling, I'm ranting about the good girl manual. The next day I'm telling you to buy yourself flowers, right? I don't have to stay in this, uh, in within these rails, these guardrails. Yes. I get to be my whole self. And isn't that what being the crone is? Isn't that what yes. we all want is to be? our whole selves, but I I said the language to my friend and she recoiled, right? Like physically it was like, you're not a crone. And I, I just let her go. And she said, I'm not a crone. You don't get to be a crone. You're not a crone until you're like 80. Crones are like old women. <laughs> and I said, no, like second Saturn return. Like fifty six to sixty years old. That's that's actually a crone. Post menopause is Cronehood, right? Thank God and, uh, we don't so have ha- to wait till we're 80 to
0: <laughs> finally stop caring, right?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be so tired by then, right? Like this time when I feel the most liberated I've ever been. And yeah my energy isn't what it was like when I was 40 or 30. It's not, I get tired, but I also can say, I'm tired. I'm not doing that. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Right. That permission um, is so important. <laughs> Just, I'm tired. I don't want to do it.
1: <laughs> or I'm going to buy myself flowers, right? I'm going to, take a long bath because I want to, because I can, right? Certainly this work isn't just about baths and roses, right? I think I was writing about this yesterday. That's lovely, right? But real self-care is being so loving, so gentle, so forgiving, so compassionate toward ourselves, right? I was having a really hard day. I don't know, a few days ago, there was just a lot going on. I was stressed out. And uh, I went out, I have the the privilege, a friend of mine bought me a hot tub. Um, So <laughs> it's like, that's it. I'm going, going to go soak in the hot tub. And I came in. And uh, my kid heard me, uh, my kid who's 23, still lives here, um, welcome to live here as long as they want and need, um, heard me like muttering in my room and they kind of peeked their head in and they said, "Are, are you okay? And I said, oh yeah, I'm not muttering like I was two hours ago. I'm like just saying like hot tub, cold night air, bowl of stars incense in my room, low lighting, warm pajamas, and they, and their face lit up, you know, they were like, Oh, I'm so happy that you're so happy. Right. And I think that there's something just about naming what's working right now. Yeah. You know, we do a lot of sort of self-evaluation around what's broken, what needs healing, what needs fixing, what needs adjusting, what, what I have to work on, right? I wanna say that that has something to do with capitalism and our work ethic, yeah. right? but it keeps us in a cycle of not enoughness about ourselves That we're never okay. Yeah. That isn't to say that we don't, that I don't still have work to do. Putting that in air quotes. That I am still not examining some pieces of myself that are stuck somewhere. But I want women to be gentler with ourselves. We don't have to wait until we're perfect before we're worthy of our own self-love, our own self-regard, of the kind of care that we generously give others and the affirmation that we generously give our children and our beloveds. You know, when we can, even in our quote unquote brokenness even in our places of my trauma isn't healed yet, my that isn't healed yet, my that's not fixed yet if we can just like hand on heart, really take a breath and allow our heart to open for ourselves yeah That's big energy, big crone energy too, right?
0: I love it.
1: When we weep for the parts of ourselves that have been wounded and traumatized and broken, that's big crone energy too, right? Nothing is outside of that container.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. This has been the best chat. I cannot wait to get this out so people can hear this. Um, yeah, you're you're wonderful. Thank you so much Thank you. for being here. Thank you me. so
1: much for having me. I love that I'm just meeting all of these people and talking on all of these podcasts. Um, it's a blast. And sometimes I'm like, now go be quiet, will you? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I always, every single time I have something like this scheduled, I'm always like, I just don't have the energy for this today. I can't do this today. And I like get in my head and everything, but then I do it and it's like so energizing and so wonderful. And I'm so glad that we, we talked today.
1: Me too. Thank you so much for having me. It's really been a pleasure and I'm so honored to be here and, um, and have an opportunity to talk to your listeners.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the She Owns podcast. If you're interested in learning more about what She Owns is all about, head over to sheowns.org. Whether you're needing support around your business or your life, we've got you covered. Our all-in-one business suite gives you all the tools you need to run an online business. And She Owns Her Life is a year-long program aligned to the seasons to help us return to a natural rhythm, reclaim our wild power by rediscovering who we are, and relearn how to be our strong, independent selves in a world that wants us to conform head over to sheowns.org and learn more.